Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving today's parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question comes from Jessica, who asks, How do you get your kids to keep their rooms clean? What about a playroom? And isn't it reasonable to take away all the toys if they never stay cleaned up? Hilariously laughing emoji. Jessica, as a parent of three non-cleaners, I'm feeling your pain with this question. A lot, a lot, a lot of tips out there about how to keep their rooms clean. Should you use sticker charts? Should you use chore wheels? I'm going to focus on two tips that have really helped us with keeping the house clean and keeping this from being a 100 hours a week fight between myself and my children. The first, as a messy child, I drove my mother crazy and she, I think on my behalf, invented something that I have carried into our lives and that is the confiscation closet. And this is a place where toys that get left out go into the confiscation closet. We had a closet, which was the confiscation closet that was also like, I don't know, it was full of like cleaning supplies and linens and stuff, but it was also the constant. You don't have to dedicate a closet in your house to do this, Other, in other words. Um, so the confiscation, or you could even have a confiscation drawer, a confiscation box, whatever. The idea is when you say, pick up those toys, and then you come back and the toys are not picked up, those toys go into confiscation. So Sometimes I get into, as many of us do, the thing of just screaming at my kids like, oh, these toys, I'm throwing them all away. You're monsters. Ah! That, it tends to just be stressful for everyone. And, you know, I have at times come around an hour later and like the child is still crying and being like, you said you were going to throw out my truck. So I try not to get into like, I'm throwing out all your things, although it's tempting. And confiscation is like a nice kind of middle ground. So any toy that's on the playroom in an hour is going into the confiscation bin, closet, box, whatever it is. And then those things stay away for a time of mom's choosing. So you might say the confiscation closet lasts a day. You might have to say it lasts a week, whatever works in your household. But I love the confiscation closet and I'm using it in my house. The only things I don't put in confiscation, FYI, are like I never put a security object in there. So like you don't like put Binky or Banky or Blue Bear or whoever the beloved security object is, they don't go in confiscation. 
um, because that seems a little too high stress. And then you have a whole night of crying. I can't sleep without bloomer, you know, and so that those things don't go, but anything else is fair game. The other thing that we do that we stole from my sister-in-law and my brother's family is the super fun cleaning party. And this is usually on Saturday morning. We don't have a lot of activities. I know some families do tends to be a time. So my kids are still 10, nine and seven. So they're, they're on the younger side. So we're, we're not always like out at sports games and stuff, but super fun cleaning party is like Saturday mornings. We have a standing event that happens at our house every Saturday. And so a bunch of kids come over for it. And so Saturday morning is super fun cleaning party, ironically named, if that wasn't clear, where everybody is in charge of cleaning their own space. So like boys clean the boys rooms, girl cleans her room. We will come up and help and like get into the nitty gritty towards the end of that. But basically it is super fun cleaning party. And the only thing that happens for one hour is we clean. And usually during, if we do that every Saturday, it's not too hard to like really go back to one with that cleaning. And it's not like, oh my God, who's going to clean the room where no one's thought about cleaning for three months. And so we try to stay on top of it this way. And I will say this all from like, if I lived alone, I would just live in like a crazy sty with like McDonald's wrappers under the couch. I am not a clean person, but I have found with five of us living together that being so lackadaisical as I used to be about the cleanliness of my house doesn't work. And now, you know, you're paying the rent, you're paying the mortgage, you have a right not to be assassinated by like a rogue car that is left underfoot in the living room. That thing is going in confiscation. And then it's going away in the super fun cleaning party. So Jessica, I hope that helps. We could do, you know, three episodes on how to keep the house clean. It's not easy, but uh, those are two little tips that work for me. Guys, if you have a question for myself or Amy, send them to questions at whatfreshhellpodcast.com and you may hear your question answered on an upcoming episode. Thanks. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now, Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how 
all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life stucks.